the luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, to science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate Time. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and such facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josiah and Adam. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 304. I'm your host, Josias at for the villain on Twitter at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. What's up, guys? All right. I have a little bit to go through, so I'm going to hit it as best I can, and that's by explaining everything. But first, we're going to hit what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 204, recorded September 26, 2017. Episode 20, 204, sorry, we entitled hashtag twisted cat at mem the beaner and at for the villain play catch up hit what we spoke about 100 episodes ago which was entitled hashtag fuck me eyes okay um go back 100 episodes ago and find episode uh oh god i guess it would be 104 by that point fuck me eyes uh, i had to explain it to adam and when i even mentioned this term that I coined because I've never heard anybody use it ever before and fuck me eyes is when you go somewhere and uh, you notice someone's fucking you with their eyes like I don't mean fucking you with their eyes proper I mean like they're legit looking at you and like licking their lips and fucking you in their mind like things they can do to you it happens to, to me I, I know that sounds cocky and hopefully not arrogant but uh, it's it's happened to me it's happened to everyone I'm, I'm pretty sure uh ladies uh no offense uh every dude gives you fuck me eyes uh that's to all you ladies every dude has given a girl fuck I'm going to fuck you eyes or I want to fuck you eyes. Um, fuck me eyes is what it is. Like, oh my goodness. I want to have my way with you. Okay. Sorry. I just had to toss it out because it's been so long since I've even seen this or, or mentioned this in, in a while. So I thought that was funny. We hit quick three year anniversary show. What is coming up soon for the October bringing back? Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go back real quick. A quick three year anniversary show. Okay, I have some news for you guys, which is going to be weird and interesting. I'm going to continue on with these, and, and it's going to come across in bullet points. So I just want to sprinkle that in real quick. What is coming up soon for October? Bringing back hashtag spooky story talk. I love October, dude. Um, I, I find articles from across the world, um, scary stories and in, in articles and um, – yeah, just, just scary, spooky shit that I haven't got to do so much of the past few years. 
uh, with time and, and then just last year just working so much, I'm going to bring it back. Uh, I normally quote The Raven because I love Edgar Allan Poe. And I was thinking about even reading brief of brief, some some of his short stories real quick and just hitting those and possibly be those like uh, independent shows just to put out just to kill fucking time kind of sort of um so yeah i I got some things up in mind for this ready this october we hit nfl week three week week four picks then bring back an old fucked up topic for what the fuck news jesus shit list model scout and drained of blood in murder unprecedented reveals autopsy I want to go back and listen to 204 just for that fucking article now. I don't remember what happened, but it was she was scalped and drained of her blood. I don't recall the article. I remember talking about it, but I don't remember the full details. So if you guys are ever curious, go back 100 episodes ago. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you guys can find podcasts, blah, 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 blah. Rock out, uh, like us, share us, all that stuff. And then we finally hit some comic talk, comic news, Marvel, Deadpool 2, New Mutants, Star Wars, J.J. Abrams, DC, X-Men Universe, Suicide Squad 2, uh, which is going to be dropping soon by now, Titans, Hawk and Dove casting, Minka Kelly and Nightwing Night, Night director says movie will have action and heart. Oh, that movie's been put on hold in hiatus for a while now. And then we hit comic reviews, image, scales and scoundrels number one. Marvel Comics, Vader, number five. And DC, DC Comics, Batman, Dark Knights, Metal, number one and number two, written by Scott Snyder, who uh, we've interviewed before, and he he has a bumper. We have a bumper for him. All right, guys, so now I'm going to hit some some things. If you guys have been paying attention to my social media, Instagram, mainly, I haven't been posting a lot anywhere, honestly. I normally put up commercials and whore myself out uh, on on Instagram and Twitter, and, and I just don't because I don't have the time, and it's work, and I'm, I work enough already. But anyways, I, I did drop on um, on Instagram that I was going to, to give a little bit of a pivot this one. Uh, the week of... 4th of July, the, the day of 4th of July, I recorded three shows. So an episode of the Comic Syndicate, which you guys is still out, episode 303. And I recorded two episodes of Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes. And the game plan was to toss out a Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes today. Today was supposed to be, damn it, Beaver Drop. I, I know it sounds weird and it sounds odd. It's going to make sense when you guys hear it. But anyways, uh, the weird pivot on why this happened. And I, I have an, a bullet point that when I wrote it, it made sense if the deep dives would have been dropped, which it's going to drop next week, though, now. So today is 7-18 on a Sunday, beautiful hot Sunday fucking Cali day. Um, and yeah, I, just the research and the work I've been doing, I figured it's best to... Record an episode of the Comic Syndicate. You still have two deep dives banked up, and you can still spread out a good month till you have to record again. But there are a few points that I want to hit this one, and I want to stay as current as I can. At least the deep dives you can listen to in any order, in any sequential order. It doesn't matter. Just choose the deep dives. Those are not really time sensitive for the most part, and the Comic Syndicate episodes normally, oddly, are. So bullet points now this is where we're going to start 
First one I want to hit is preparing for this show. And yes, not just this show today, Comic Syndicate, but future episodes of the Comic Syndicate. I, I do research and I have to pull up all these things that I talk about and what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. So pulling information for the most part. As I was doing that homework, I came across some very interesting topics and titles that I'm going to further talk about as I record each episode of the Comic Syndicate. There is going to be a story on top of it just to further break down because that's literally when everything started. Uh, oddly, I don't want to say falling apart or fell apart, but little by little you can see how everything got deconstructed and how the story behind that is 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 interesting and it's going to make sense and you guys are going to get a, that weird glimpse of it uh, which is odd to say but it's going to make sense in the big picture guys hang out with me and and yeah it'll make sense okay so there's a legit story behind so much of it so as i go along i'm definitely going to talk about each one of those and like i did mention in the above what we spoke about 100 episodes ago is I think I have a birthday coming up soon ish. Um, so I knew I need to do more homework on that, but definitely. Yes. I know we recorded our first episode, the comic syndicate episode one in late August, uh, late August and the first week of September, which was pre season NFL games. That's why I know it was around that time. Now, I I did some more research off of this because I, I started pulling information and I'm like, when the fuck did we actually record our first episode? Sorry, guys, I have a hat on and it's fucking hot out here. Um, and doing research on the first tweets of the show is going to put us at, at July 25th or July 29th, 2013. That being the case, we're going to be seven years old. I mean, the comic syndicate is going to be seven, fuck, eight. So we've been doing this for eight years for the most part. Uh, we recorded, I don't remember how soon Adam put us up, but looking at the first tweet when he let me know, puts us at 725 or 729. I need to do more homework on that because this is my baby and I forgot my baby's birthday. Worst parent ever. Uh, parent of the year award goes to this guy right here. All right. So that was just a weird bullet point. Uh, number four episode or bullet point. My bad on this episode is going to be I've mailed out a handful of packages and letters to you guys and gals already. So please let me know when you receive them. I literally dropped them off uh, fuck, a week ago. A week ago for the most part, so Sunday, week last week-ish, around there. So you guys should be getting those, and I hope you guys appreciate them and like them and share them and stick them wherever the fuck you want. And take a picture of where you stick them, because I'm very curious where you guys are going to put them. I need to make more, but I'm moving soon, and uh, I, I kind of need to save a little bit more money, because living in Southern California is quite fucking expensive at the moment. Next bullet point is going to be this one, and it's it's going to be a little corny, maybe a little cheesy, but this is going to be completely honest. And that one is is way more important. Is this? And you guys don't know. You guys really don't know how sweet, kind, and good your words are 
sometimes. I know I don't really do shout outs anymore, uh, but just, wow, I, I love you. I love all you guys that listen and, and give me feedback and hit me up on the side and text and, and just the way you guys message me on Facebook, wherever it is. Um, I do love and appreciate there. There are a group of, of you guys and, and girls out there that I want to tell. Um, and, and I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but one of you guys hit me up in particular uh, and, and you guys hit me up on the side and off of the last episode and it kind of floored me and, and I'm sorry. And, I just wanted to say thank you too. Like uh, your words are always fucking dope. And all you guys, when you guys tell me the smallest fucking things, any critique, good or bad, it, it's cool. And, and I know when I fuck up. And trust me, I know when I fuck up, especially in the real world. Like I'm completely aware of that. But the fact that you guys can talk to me this straight and honest and and it's it's humbling. And I appreciate it. So thank you guys. Um, that's the biggest one. Uh, the stickers, sweet. Hopefully they found you guys properly. I have one last set to give out and that's about it of this batch for the stickers. And once you guys get those again, let me know. Um, the next one's going to be just a huge shout out to the two OC boys, Alan and Anton. I miss those guys. I haven't, I mean, we, we talk all the time in our, in our group, uh, movie chat and our video game chat. And I don't play video games anymore. So I don't know why I'm in that chat anymore. And it's essentially the same dudes from fucking, um, from uh, the other the other show, uh, from the other uh, movie uh, group, but uh, yeah, you guys are dope. Subscribe to those guys. I I keep me- meaning to hit those guys up on why they haven't recorded, but just like me, I know they're busy, and everyone's living their lives, and I do get it. And everyone, it, look, trust me, I know how it goes, and I work a lot all the time anyway. So, all right, guys, um, that's all I got for bullet points for now. Give me a few, and I'll be right back with some comic talk. Scott Snyder, I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic, Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic Talk. What's up, guys? All right, back with some comic talk. This is going to be, for the most part, a short show. I'm thinking about 35 minutes-ish. First one is going to be, this one happened July 4th. Uh, So the 4th of July day as I was recording I believe I stopped recording the comic syndicate. I went out uh, for a smoke or vape and came back and recorded the the deep dives and rabbit holes and then went out for another smoke and um, I came across this one. So I didn't get to hit it. But um, Richard Donner passed away that 4th of July holiday um, at the age of 91. So he directed films such as – dude, I hate Superman, but the way he – Gave me Superman was fucking dope, and Christopher Reeves was dope to see, but, like, the Goonies, the Omen, um, I love, okay, the Lethal Weapon movies I loved, and, um, I always forget he, he directed fucking Scrooged, and I love that Christmas movie, like, there are a bunch of Christmas movies, but that one I have to watch, um, every year, and, yeah, so, sad, 
And, and kind of cool, I came across this article. Goonies star says Richard Donner paid their way through college. So Goonies co-star Jeff Cohen said director Richard Donner, quote unquote, changed my life and launched his post-acting career by generously paying for college. Jeff Cohen, who co-starred as Chunk in The Goonies, thanked the late director Richard Donner for supporting his post-acting career uh, ambitions in a big way. His quote is, as a human being, Dick was so kind to me. Cohen told Variety, I'm an, entertain, I'm an entertainment attorney, and I have a firm out here in Los Angeles. None of that would have been would have happened for me without Dick Donner helping me when there was nothing I could do for him. Uh, and this continues on to me. That's a unique thing in our business. Dick Donner and Lauren Schuler Donner, because they were kind, paid for my college when I went to Berkeley. Cohen said that he had worked for Donner as a production assistant when my acting career started to peter out. And later asked Donner for a letter of recommendation for college. Donner responded, sure, kid, and asked Cohen to put some notes together to give him an indication of what he should say. In the note to him, I told him about my life and some of the struggles that I went through as a kid. My father not being there and other issues I, that I dealt with, Cohen said. And he called me on the phone, and instead of merely writing a letter of recommendation to college, he told me that he and Lauren had read my letter and they were going to pay for my college. I was absolutely flabbergasted. I was shocked. I had to sit down because for me, paying for college was going to be a problem. Cohen continued to say that this help from Donner's quote-unquote changed my life. He said not only economically, but it showed that Dick and Lauren believed in me. They believed in me. They, they thought I could do something. They thought I could make something of myself. That is Dick Donner, being kind, being empathetic, and not because he wanted anything in return. Cohen said Donner, who died recently at the age of 91, directed films in multiple genres, superheroes, Superman, kids movies, The Goonies, Horror, The, Orm, the Omen, Christmas movies, Scrooge, and action films, Lisa Weapons. What director can make seller films as those? Um, so yeah, just very cool. All right, next one's going to be interesting. I spoke about Indiana Jones last week, Indiana Jones 5 adds Antonio Banderas. I like Antonio Banderas, dude. Um, Desperado Cat, uh, I'm down with him. Uh, so I don't know what the script looks like. I hope it's good. Uh, that's about it. All right, guys. Um, let's continue on with some Marvel news real quick. This one I didn't know was going to happen until I literally saw the last episode. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything about Loki. Um, yeah, I had to give you guys that brief instance right there. It's going to be renewed for season two, so I don't know if that's good news or a spoiler for you guys, but I'm kind of jazzed about that one. I want to see more Falcon and Winter Soldier too, though, because that was really good to me. Next one of Marvel is going to be Marvel's Secret Invasion to begin filming next month. Christopher McDonald talks about getting hired for Marvel's Secret Invasion, the show's overall secrecy and its upcoming production start date. This is going to be interesting. So if you guys know the scrolls and you guys saw Captain Marvel, the squeeze and the, the, the scrolls, I know that sounds so weird to be saying um, in today's world, but yes, it's a thing. And Shapeshifter is taking the place of uh, superheroes. So what they're going to do with it, I'm completely curious about it. Next one's going to be Marvel's Kevin Feige says the pandemic only twisted one phase for element. Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige reveals that only one on-screen aspect of Phase 4 was quote-unquote twisted as a result of COVID of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
During an interview with On the Red Carpet, Feige discussed some of the Easter eggs present in Black Widow. I haven't seen it yet, uh, so I'm a little bit late. I'm going to watch it today. I'm going to jump the fuck in the shower after this because it's a hot fucking day and Josiah needs to get really clean. And it sounds weird. She-Hulk will reportedly have the MCU hero break the fourth wall. Do you guys know what that is? Okay, it wasn't Deadpool that did it first. It was She-Hulk. So Tatiana Maslany's Jennifer Walters will reportedly break the fourth wall in Marvel Studios' half-hour legal drama series She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. A report suggests, uh, suggests Marvel She-Hulk will see Jennifer Walters pay homage to her comic book counterpart by breaking the fourth wall. Okay, so if you guys don't know what the fourth wall is, it's uh, when the character... And a movie, a show, a movie show, movie show for the most part, book, even comics when the character you're reading looks at you and kind of makes reference to the world and kind of talks to you and makes references to that's breaking the fourth wall. So I guess the first time I, I saw it as a kid that I can remember kind of is in a weird way is think about this one guys you guys are should be my age about 40 for the most most part is um the never-ending story when the book references atreyu and it's kind of breaking the fourth wall now necessarily not breaking the fourth wall to us but that's the best way to to describe it and then i'll, I'll even one up that one and i love these movies as a kid first bueller's day off when first bueller looks at the camera Live moves fucking fast. Sometimes you just got to enjoy the fucking like whatever that, that line he gives. And actually throughout the movie, every time he looks at you, the audience, and looks at the camera and makes a reference like he's talking to you. That's breaking the fourth wall. I shouldn't have to describe that, but I legit had to break down what a, a A, B, C, and D character list of villains are, which was weird because I didn't think I'd ever have to describe it. But anyways, I'm just kidding. Don't chew me out in a tweet or message, please. What if trailer plot release date and you snow? Okay, guys, if you guys haven't seen it, find what if Disney Plus. It's going to be an animated series. I love the fuck out of the comics because it's what if, don't don't don't. What if uh, uh, Thor created the Infinity Gauntlet instead of Thanos or whatever scenario it might be? It's a what if. They were great comics and just one-off stories. Sometimes they would continue on, but it was rare they did. But look that up. You're going to see Marvel Zombies in there. You're going to see uh, Peggy Carter America or America, British America, British. Uh, yes, Captain America, British soldier spy. Um, issues her as a super soldier. So just weird off the cuff stories, which I'm completely down uh, to, to check out. Next one is going to be the Mandalorian WandaVision lead 2021 Emmy nominees. Very cool. Uh, there's a few weird ones in there. Cobra Kai was also nominated for an Emmy, which as a comedy, which it is a comedy, but it's a dramedy, I guess, would be the best way to put it. I'm just happy that shows that I'd like like this, that I've actually seen are getting some sort of, I don't want to say notoriety, but the fact that people are kind of looking at them, I'm down with. So, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let's see here. All right. Fuck it. Let's just hit it. Uh, we're going to do some comic reviews. So it's going to be a short show. We can wrap. I can wrap it up in about, yeah, it'll go shy of 40 minutes, guys. 
Okay, the first one is going to be weird. So this part scene and panel I brought up a few weeks ago, and I believe it was the Comic Syndicate last episode. And I have not had the time to read or write anything, I swear to God, and who knows how, how long. So for me to get away finally to escape for just a little bit was perfect for me that that I kind of needed in the most positive fucking way. And um, it, this is coming from The King in Black, number four, that was written by Donnie Cates. The artist is Ryan Stegman. Uh, J.P. Mayer and Frank Martin are the inkers um, and colorists. <clears throat> This one I really, again, needed. And um, it, this form of escapism is fucking cool. And I need it sometimes. <laughs> I fucking need it. I need a lot in this world. But um, yeah, let me just share this little bit. This is not even a review. But when I mentioned that there was something I read that kind of stood out to me, this one made me fucking feel good. So it's Eddie Brock, Flash Thompson, who is... Agent Venom, so the White Venom super soldier, or soldier, uh, that's been dead for a while now. I know that sounds confusing if you don't know the characters. And Rex Strickland, and also old Vietnam uh, first symbiote-wearing soldier as well. So he was a prior host for the symbiote that's been helping Eddie out. So even when he was looking for Flash Thompson's help to begin with in Venom number one. Um, so it's now all these, the three of these guys in the hive mind of Null's, Null's symbiotic hive mind and landscape for the most part. And if that doesn't make sense, just hear this part out and it might make sense why this intrigued me and made me feel good. So Eddie is just about dead. I mean, he's literally about to flatline, or he's flatlining right now. So he's in that zone. And Rex tells him, even through, you know, even though their bodies have passed, they still have a connection to their, their counterparts, their counterparts. So, so they're symbiotes for the most part. And um, this is a conversation. Those symbiotes, the ones in cages, they've been cut off from the hive. Their connections severed by Dylan and Thor above. There is a reason Null is keeping them caged. They're free of his influence. If we can get to them, I think we can bond with them. The way my symbiote is able to absorb or absorb flashes codex, we can pilot them out of here back to fight. Rex, and that was Eddie Brock talking. Rex is, how do you know this? Eddie's like, I don't know. It's a feeling this place, I'm close to my other. I think it's trying to reach out to me to help us. And Rex is, that's a suicide mission, Ed. Eddie Brock answers, I know it sounds insane, but no, it is insane. We break those symbiotes out, Null's gonna notice. We can't. And then we finally get some input from Flash Thompson now, which is really cool, Agent Venom. He's like, I'll go. Eddie answers him, Flash, no, we can all. Flash answers back. This is what Rex wanted me to do for, wanted, what Rex wanted me for in the beginning, right? How this all started. When he found you, he was looking for me to go and free the symbiote soldiers from that convoy to break them out. But I wasn't there. And you stepped up, Eddie. You did what had to be done. It's led to all of this. This is my mission. It was always supposed to be mine. Let me do it, Ed. You get your symbiote and you end the son of a bitch. And Eddie answers, Flash, no. Flash answers back, I had my turn. 
this is your show now. Eddie, you deserve better than this. You're a hero, Flash. I'm not. Flash interrupts him. Flash Thompson interrupts him. Stop it. That's enough with this already. You, you're always questioning yourself. Always doubting if you're a good guy or a bad guy. You think you're, you aren't good enough to be a hero? Look around, Ed. Look at how far you've come. You've faced the darkest evil in the galaxy and beaten it back. You've defied every challenge that's ever been put in front of you. So you have a dark past? We'll join the club. Everyone makes mistakes. I'm damn sure no I have. You may not think you have what it takes to stand next to Cap and Spidey and the rest. But Eddie, you're storming the gates of hell to save the world and rescue your son. You're a hero, Eddie. Make no mistake. You're a Venom. Now let me be a soldier. And that was just one of those weird things that I needed at the time. And and I know it sounds weird and odd and it was the only and weirdest, oddest form of escapism that I, I had and was able to hold on to and latch on to for when I really needed it. And yeah, it was cool and beautiful to catch. And um yeah, it, it was cool. So that's not a review. It's just a cut snipe. If you guys haven't read King in Black, let me know what you think about it. Uh, pull up the art. Ryan Stegman, King in Black. Uh, Ryan Stegman, Venom is dope. If you guys don't know Donny Cates, find his writing. He is a sick fucking writer. Uh, I need to catch up to Thor, um, his Thor run. He's writing Thor right now, and I love Thor. Um, Adam got me into Thor actually, which is weird, uh, but I still love Thor. So it's going to be dope. Um, but yeah, I got to catch up on those. And that one was just a weird and cool little vulnerable moment, I guess. That just the way comics, the way music, the way anything good can make you feel sometimes like, fuck, I'm not fucking alone right now is dope and beautiful. So I thought I'd share that one. All right, this next one is going to be interesting. Uh, this is actually going to be a, a review, and it's not going to be a full review. Sorry, guys. It's my hat again. It's fucking hot in here. Okay. I'm going to wrap up in 10 minutes. So here we go. This one is a preview uh, trade paperback that I, I was sent. And I get sent a lot of PDFs and a lot of uh, a lot of these things that I don't... I sound terrible for saying this. I don't have enough time to read because I'm constantly working. And if you guys know my world in my world, you guys don't understand how much I fucking work. And any downtime has been put to the proper places and finding a new house and, and finding some sort of escape in recording these shows and just sharing with you guys. So to get this one in particular, I latched onto this one pretty fucking quick. <clears throat> this is going to be, again, off of a PDF review, uh, full illustrations, but it, it's a review copy. This volume, number two, drops uh, July 20th in two more days. Um, so by the time you guys listen to this podcast, it would have dropped already. I'm going to describe it real quick, and I'm going to go through it as best I can without spoiling anything. And guess what? I spoiled it already for myself, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler as well, but I already like this world. So this is going to be, the name of the title is going to be Solo. It's going to be from Titan Comics. The writer and artist is going to be Oscar Martin. 
This is volume two, guys. I'm going to, here's my review. In a future ravaged by nuclear wars, the Earth has given birth to an array of new mutated species, which have grown and repopulated the land. But this new world is far from, from peaceful, and life in it is often short and brutal. Disillusioned with his new life of happiness, Solo risks everything to rediscover what's truly important in this dangerous and unforgiving world. And it starts weird yes now here's my review guys that's the insert uh the first two paragraphs the first paragraph there was oscar martin telling you about this world and here's my review of it i just want to give you guys some sort of context and feeling of the world and it starts off with a bunch of rats uh, the art totally takes you out of the ick factor though the the way he draws these rats are not disgusting at all. They look dope. They look rad. They look rugged. And they just look beautiful. And you guys, please put this on pause real quick. Pull up Oscar Martin solo art. And let me know what you guys think. And especially I've seen... I'll go through it right now. So anyways... Starts off, it's heavy winter, and there is a crew of what looks like wet works rats. So think of that as special ops. So special operatives, I guess, like rats that are ready to go to work and kick some ass, like in a war, um, yet not as advanced as that. I know it sounds weird. So they're going, they're getting by with weapons and instruments they have at their disposal. That's what I mean by that. So pretty much it is a small misfit crew. So one of their own finally gets chased down into the ambush, which you kind of don't see or get right away, but we see one of the rats come running to these guys, freaked out, and a giant ogre, or, or giant ogre rat, or, or just, I don't know what the fuck it is, um, is chasing down this rat that's booking it towards the, the Wetworks crew. The visuals are still beautiful, dope, and rad. So again, do you got yourselves a favor, guys, and just pull it up and let me know what you think. Like, this is interesting. This is cool. It looks really, it looks dope to me. So this is why I really enjoyed this. And just going into it. Okay. So even though I don't know this world or these characters, I already love one dude already. As this giant ogre comes and the Wetworks crew kind of snipes and starts shooting, taking down, ambushing, taking down this giant ogre. And one of the rats says, why is no one complimenting me on that shot? I'm so damn good. Like, and that one just kind of made me chuckle in a weird way. Like, okay, this motherfucker, I like the way he's writing these characters already that I know nothing about. So now we get the story from this now injured rat that was initially being chased. The crew was on the creature's tracks, this ogre, and this rat in particular and his lady were the bait to lure him out. But once they got close to this creature, this ogre's, this giant ogre, this creature's dwelling area, they were both attacked and ambushed themselves by an ape and monkey on turrets. Yes, I know. <clears throat> Hear me out. It's going to make sense. So if you guys got the first insert on what this world looks like, it got it gets gnarly still. So this is what happens. Uh, they seem to be working, though, with an actual human human in an arm in army garb. And even the monkeys and in, in ape are in army fatigues, which is is the case. And then the dude answers, the man answers, 
goddamn monkey. What a good aim. The way it's written already is fucking proper. It's good, dude. And it gets gnarly pretty pretty quick from here. They now attack the rats. These two rats. His lady gets snared. And while the dude that got chased, the rat that got chased, is trying to cut her out. He gets shot now and ambushed by these fucking apes. And as the ape army crew now comes down and starts kicking his ass. Welcome to the worst day of your life, rodent. As the other monkeys round up Alba, which is his lady, and they start taking her away. If you think about it, a bull in the head might be better than what awaits her. And they literally have a gun to this, this rat's head. So he has a gun and... It already, I love how very humanizing that aspect is already. It's written proper, the art's dope, and you already give a fuck about what's right and what's not right. And it's just very cool. Again, very humanizing and very nicely done that I totally love and appreciate already. And that's where we learn that the shots that were fired and all the commotions is what now caused the creature in its dwelling, to freak out and go on the chase after smashing at the apes. And yeah, the question is, did Alba survive? Okay, so after that breakdown, at the rat's lair now, so now this injured rat is telling them this story. And now this is a conversation the rats are having. The apes are behaving in a strange manner. They've never tried to capture a live prey before. Why did they want her alive? Capturing a live prey entails a bigger rise. More planning, as the elder continues. Nothing good, nothing good can come of it. No, no one risks their lives for nothing. So as that goes down, there's an announcement of some sort in this rat encampment. I don't know, it sounds weird, but even now, this announcement for a bunch of new arriving refugees now goes off, and amongst them is like a brute rat named Lyra, and you can tell he's a brute because he's a, he's a pretty buff looking fucking rat. So Solo's girlfriend kind of goes crazy for her. And honestly, I'm going to go through it. I'm not going to spoil anything. It's an old friend of hers that she grew up with. So what does she do? Of course she asked him to stay with her and Solo at their place. And um, and then she has a nerve to ask Solo, you okay? You seem absent. But she it was her idea to bring this, this dude over. And anyways, and Solo kind of feels like, what is this? Like, you're bringing your old flame here? Like, how's that supposed to be? So, weird. And again, very humanizing. So, anyways, I just want to give you guys as much context as I can. The story now jumps to an actual human perspective now. So, the base of the army of the humans. <clears throat> and this is their uh, their conversation. The first report on the development of the project are good. We all know it's getting harder to move out there. The hunting parties come back empty-handed. When they come back, that is. Those bloody animals. They're getting smarter, and they have better weapons. Soon enough, that won't matter anymore, another one answers. And we get the scope of this plan now, and why they want to capture the live prey. And it's not just live prey, but the live female rats for these particular, quote-unquote, farm projects. And I'm going to break it down. Because their species, and this is from the comic... Quote, because their species reproduces so easily and so quickly. According to the calculations, a hundred young and healthy female rats are enough to feed a colony of a thousand people for a year. 
Male rats controlled by drugs will serve as our studs. The breeding of rat farms will guarantee food source with no risks. Okay. That's the context of the fucking story. Um, that's, I got through page 20 of a 91 trade paperback and I have to stop here, not just for the sake of the review, uh, spoiling anything, but now I'm enjoying this world to the point where I'm going to find volume one and I'm going to read it and then I'm going to review that and go through that, learn about these characters that I know nothing about and I just enjoy it. Like, that's how much I really enjoyed this one. Um, if you guys have read it, let me know. Which send me a picture or whatever if you guys have read it. And if you guys do enjoy it or did enjoy it. And if you guys are looking forward to this one, let me know. If you guys have never heard of this, again, just Google Solo Titan Comics Art. And it's very cool. And, and the art's beautiful and, again, very humanizing and... I enjoyed the fuck out of it. So this is really interesting towards the end and just scrolling through it. I'm like, I don't want to spoil anything for myself like this one. I need to stop this right now. Josiah, uh, don't read anymore. Go pick up, find and read volume one. And then you know about this world and these characters. And so you can give better depth and insight on what you just read and more context. So I'm a fan already. I hope you guys enjoyed that review, and it's a, it's it's a review PDF review that they wanted me to check out anyways. I never have time to do that, so the fact that I don't have time to go to a shop anymore, um, I'm going to probably pull stuff like this more often uh, that I come across. So, yeah, and trip out on this, Oscar Martin is most renowned as the artist and writer of Tom and Jerry comics, and that would make sense because if you guys. When you guys see it, it'll make sense. He has been creating them since 1986 and in 2002 was awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award from Warner Brothers. His earlier career included illustrating a variety of comics for French Disney magazine, Le Journal de Mickey, as well as numerous Lion and King stories. Okay, so it would make sense. Disney hired him too and um, yeah, it was dope. I'm definitely, I like it. Now I'm going to put up, I mean, it's going to be the picture you guys see um up anyways it was gonna do this uh this was a weird pivot and it was because i think i have a birthday coming up all right that i guess that's all i got next week it's gonna be a new deep dives and rabbit holes podcast it's going to be damn it beaver roll all right guys i'll catch you guys next week with that one two one. What's up, guys? This is Sholomari Duena, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Ooh, ooh.